Stand by for the latest episode of the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Bravo and Alpha, two lifelong friends that swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Stand by for broadcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Signal 50 podcast for September 6, 2022 with your hosts, Bravo and Alpha. Bravo, good morning, sir. How are you today? I am doing fantastic, and my lawn is turning green again because of all the rain we're getting. Unbelievable. <laughs> what, what did I say? If God wants the grass to be green, he'll let it rain. Thank God. Exactly. Well, you know, hey, we got uh, we got a deluge between, uh, oh, I would say midnight and 5 o'clock in the morning. I think we got between 3 and 5 inches of rain here. Good Lord. What are we going to do yep. with all of it? <laughs> we got a whole summer's worth of rain in, in just a few hours. So. Wow. Well, well, everybody, thanks for joining us. Welcome back to the Signal 50 podcast. We know the content's been a little bit sparse lately. We've got a lot of personal stuff going on, and we're just trying to keep up with our lives here. So. The paycheck Although, is not so great, but we do have a lot of fun doing it. That's right. When two lifelong friends get together to talk about those current events, because we bring hashtag hard truth to those current events. You'll see me hashtag all my entries on Getter and Truth Social with hard truth. Ah, uh, Truth Social. I finally, I finally got onto Truth. You broke social. down, so my friend. I did. I did. So, if anybody's interested in following us on social media, we'll put the links to all the social media outlets where we do post in the show notes along with some of the articles that we're going to mention and bring up and discuss today on the program. Again, thanks for listening to us, and thanks for trusting us with a uh, with an hour of your time. Yay. So we got a lot to get to. There's a lot going on in the world, and we want to keep the, keep the program a little bit uh, on the short side. Everyone's got a busy schedule today. So we're just gonna we're just gonna kick it right off here with our with our segment of quick hits. You know, there's a lot going on. Everybody's pretty aware of it. Uh, we want to reach back into the old time machine. There, uh, there's some stuff that has come out recently to reinforce some of the things that we've talked about over the last year that we want to bring up. But uh, we'll we'll kick it right off. Bravo, go ahead with the first of the quick hits. So, the biggest thing that's happening right now, and I'm not sure Alf, it's a distraction or if it was on purpose or what someone was thinking when they decided to take Independence Hall, light it up in something that looked like something out of a satanic movie and turn it blood red. And I felt so bad for those two Marines that had to stand post. Oh, God almighty. But anyway, Biden showed his true colors, his true blood red colors with the uh, what you like to call Red Wedding. Now, I have to admit, I've never seen Game of Thrones, so that one went over my head. But he looked like the Emperor to me. i got to be honest with you. Darth Sidious, and uh, he's back. He's Darth Brandon. That's what he is. Darth Brandon. Well, yeah. I don't know if anybody's ever watched The uh, the Man in the High Castle. Mm. It's kind of a unique program. That's, I believe it's on Prime, uh, Man in the High Castle. Just like when the, the Fuhrer... It's the same thing. Address the Reichstag about uh, you know getting rid of the old foolishness of the past and moving forward. I mean, it was just it was just like somebody took a page right out of that script, and it was really hard, um, really hard to watch. It was really terrible. It was so anti-American. It was so against what I believe in and the Constitution that I I was ashamed that he is our president. That's how bad it felt when he was speaking. Well, certain members of the population are going to be incredibly sensitive to the messaging uh, that he continues to put out uh, hate. Basically it's hate and division 
and labeling people that think differently than him uh, as a danger uh, to the Constitution and democracy, where that couldn't be farther from the truth. Uh, it's, it's really scary stuff. So it's, it's it's 1938 Germany. It is, and how dangerous is this for for Republicans that happen to believe in President Trump and the message and what was done? Again, asking the question: Look back a year, two years ago, were you better off back then than you were now? I'm going to say hell yes, I was. But what it really is scary, Reichstag. If you look at history, if we don't learn from history alpha we're going to be doomed to repeat it right well, we are repeating it right now and it, it's very it's very scary stuff correct um and look at look at the look at the Reichstag fire everything burned i mean we had this in 2020 in the summer of 2020 antifa and blm rioted in all the blue yeah. states that allowed them to do it burned up everyone's businesses oh. it was it was almost like a purge of small business and people that work hard well it it, it it was, and it was really politically driven, and it was encouraged by politicians, and I really hope that they don't want a repeat of that performance. That would be really bad. Uh, you know, this is, you know, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about in the B block, uh, a little bit more about the temperature of the country. Right. So we'll, we'll leave a little bit more of this conversation for that block of mm-hmm. the program. Yeah, and back to, uh, and at that time, make sure we bring up the fact is this the sign of a cornered animal? Yeah. Or is this yeah. uh, an act of a dangerous man? We'll talk about that later. But that's I don't I don't know. Well, we'll 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 get into it. But yep. uh, okay, so you might want to recall uh, if you'd been a, a listener of the program for a long time. You know, we talk about costs of things, uh, and there was an article that was released by NBC Washington. Now they did an investigative. Uh, report on the actual financial impact of gun violence in in the inner cities and in washington dc uh alone it's seven hundred and eighty three thousand dollars to treat a gunshot victim seven hundred and eighty three thousand dollars to treat a gunshot victim we'll put a link to the in the show notes so alpha remind me we talked about this a couple shows ago where we actually you and i Based on our experiences, and also with your business background and my mm-hmm. my healthcare experience, and telling people what we thought, you know, minor gunshot would would include cost wise, all the way up to your unfortunate uh, torso type shots where it gets into the spinal cord, and we were off by uh, uh, about twenty percent, which is what the inflation is right now. In that discussion, there were a couple of costs that we didn't take into account. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't take into account uh, a number of the investigative uh, police and some uh, cost yes. of the overhead uh, that is yeah. required for police to investigate and the administrative costs, court costs, etc. Oh, because we were looking but at here, it from a medical point of view, from the treatment, right. the rehab, right. the 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 uh, activities of daily living that occur. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so we swagged it pretty close. Yeah, uh, we were we were pretty close. And and here's here's really the rub, right? Mm. Somebody that gets injured by gunfire is seven hundred eighty three thousand. Somebody mm-hmm. that's killed over the course of the investigation, the person being treated, the critical care costs, you know, uh, all of the costs that are involved there. And, and I hate to break life down into costs, but you know, this is a this is a big issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like one point five eight million dollars. And that's after life insurance is paid, after just, just everything, right? Just yeah. no, it's just you know the the cost of the investigation, the investigators, the police, fire, EMS, hospital costs, coroner oh. costs, uh, the court system costs, the district attorneys to prosecute the case, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You're you're talking, 
you're talking about a million and a half dollars. And when you're talking about a, a, a city like Chicago with 360 or, or 400, 500, 600 murders a year, I mean, you know, we're going to say that the costs in D.C. would be fairly equivalent to Chicago for mm-hmm. the same type of crime. You know, it's it's really uh, it's it it's a horrific financial impact. Hundreds of billions, then. We're oh, yeah, yeah, okay. billions and billions, billions of dollars, All right. billions of dollars we spend every year on this country. So along those same lines, you know, we're going to put a link in the show notes to that. But um, along the same lines, you know, I live uh, I live in you know suburban Washington D.C., the D.M.V. area. There's a county that's uh, kitty corner from where I sit, right next to the District of Columbia, called Prince George's County. I don't know. Yeah, back in your young days of uh, being a firefighter, everybody talked about the glory of being a PG County firefighter, right? Mm. Everybody was like, "Oh, I want to go down to PG County. I want to go down to PG County." Uh, PG County is the gun and knife club. Mm. Uh, it's really bad. Uh, over the weekend, they had a really huge spike in violence. They had numerous shootings, mm. and I, I think it was like 18 shootings in the county, mm. and they had four that were uh, homicides in the county, and the county executive finally came out and said, enough. Yeah. Uh, they infor- they're going to enforce a teen curfew. Anybody the, under the age of 17, you're, you're not going to be out on the streets. Mm. And businesses, if, if, if you serve you know, these minor underage children after the curfew hours, we're going to come after you. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, they need to do something. Well, something I, I, I'm not one to say somebody do something, but somebody yeah. really needs to do something. So how about this? How about this? This, this harkens back. When we were kids and we, we were outside until the lights came oh, yeah. on and we we're home, right? Yeah, that's right. So right. in my area, in our area, we were growing up, lights came on around nine o'clock. We were all home. So that there's, there's a curfew right there. Where are the parents keeping their kids home and, and doing what they're supposed to be doing? I don't, I don't know. That's, there's the question right there. Of if course. You, okay. So because the parents aren't doing their thing, the government, you know, the government now needs to step in. And this is something that goes against my, my beliefs, my, my values that parents are not doing the job that they need to do. So the government's going to step in and that's the wrong message. And a lot of the problems we're having throughout the entire country, in my opinion, sir. Oh, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, it all comes back to parenting. You know, who, who are your kids hanging out with? What are they doing? Why are they out after dark? Mm-hmm. And for God's sake, where did they get that gun? That's right. You know, look. And it wasn't for dad's uh, lock safe, uh, you know, and the ammo in another lock safe or whatever nonsense. Yeah. He's, yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> think these guns are coming from the parents. I really no. don't. Um, this, this is, that's a whole other kettle of fish that we need to talk about. Anyway, ah. let's talk about let's talk about uh, elections again and uh, looking at the primaries. Uh, can anyone explain to me this ranked choice voting that occurs in no. Alaska, where sixty percent of the vote went for Palin and she still lost? No, I can't explain it. It's a it's another dem move. I think in the I think in the um, November election, I think that Sarah will most probably be victorious. They don't have ranked voting in the in the no. general election. Thank goodness. But this is no. an issue to keep Murkowski alive in the Senate race against Chewbacca. But I think it's disgusting. And hopefully uh, some minds will prevail in Alaska where they will fix this blunder and get this right. But, yeah, Murkowski's pretty terrible. And she's still alive in the primary when she should have been uh, spanked. Oh, right. Yeah. 
She should have been. I was about I, to say swatted, but you can't say that because no, that's, a, that's a threat, and we will do not threat anybody here in the no, Signal Fifty no. podcast. Anyway, why don't, <laughs> why don't you take why don't you take number oh. seven there, and then we'll back up to number four here when you're done with that one. All right. Uh, oh, we skipped one. We yep. did. It's okay. Uh, all right. Let's just talk about this. Uh, I don't know if anyone thinks that solar panels are a really good idea because they 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 sound like a great idea, but logistically speaking, and and in in practical use. Uh, Amazon's having an issue when it comes to their solar panels that they put on all their roofs because they want a virtue signal. But six out of the 47 huge facilities that Amazon have have had fires and arcing issues that are related to the, to the, to the uh, solar panels. Now, of course, uh, I can say, first of all, they're made in China, so there's a quality problem right there, right? But when you have high rates of fire that are so far above the industry standards, and safety, right? I mean, you could have a package in one of these places that you really are looking forward to getting and it blows, you know, it is burned up and you have a delay and all that other stuff. But what is, what does that tell you alpha about the, the efficacy of solar panels and are, should we be putting all in? Should I be betting on a pair of uh, twos when uh, solar panels are only as good as a pair of twos when uh, nuclear is like a pair of aces? <laughs> no, uh, I, you absolutely should not. Okay, so there you go. So that's, that's of course, uh, the solar panels issue. And, and Amazon comes out and says, we should be turning them on soon, which is double speak for we're still investigating and we don't know if we should turn these back on again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, I think we, mistakes were made. Yes. Uh, you know, look, I, I, I think that solar panels do have their place. Um, they really do. Um, I, I think that they are really nice for, you know, somebody who's got like a remote cabin and they need to, you know, uh, have some power in a mm-hmm. remote place that's, you know, off grid or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, very difficult to run electric to, uh, great as a backup system, but for prime time, I don't think they're going to work. Uh, they're not efficient enough to, to produce enough power, mm-hmm. uh, too many variables and the quality control and the chemicals that are needed to do it. You know, we're just enriching China. You know, mm-hmm. We're just we're just enriching China, so that's really bad. It's a news. supplement. It's not an it's right. not a replacement. So, like no. if you think of vitamins, you don't live your life off vitamins. You still need uh, food. Correct. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it's yeah. it's common sense to me, my friend. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's oh. going to be very interesting as we go forward. So let's back up a little bit here. Yep. So in, in the last program, we talked about uh, GOA, the Gunners of America, suing the state of New York over the Concealed Carry Improvement Act, which is a doubling down uh, from uh, the unelected governor, Hochul, mm-hmm. from the state of New York, placing even more draconian restrictions on citizens' right to keep and bear arms in the state of New York. Ugh. Yeah, she's really terrible in the legislature there. They're just a bunch of communists. Yep. Uh, the Supreme Court said, you know, you basically have the right, you know, not to belabor the point, you know, you can't stop and history and tradition, uh, history versus text and tradition is, mm-hmm. is the standard for, uh, the Bruin decision and the state of New York, you are definitely clearly in violation. So Glenn Sutterby, he's a, uh, federal district court judge in Syracuse, the GOA challenged, uh, the decision of uh, the new law, the concealed carry improvement act. And if you, and Glenn Sutterby last Friday came out with a decision. That surprised you, by the way, because you thought that this was a done deal oh, in the last I, show. I was, com- I was completely shocked Yeah, uh, because in his decision, he comes out and he says, this law is clearly 
a violation of constitutional rights of the people of the state of New York on, in a number of different ways. It violates the 2nd, 4th, 5th, 10th, 8th, and 10th Amendments of the Constitution. Uh, <laughs> however, I'm going not going to issue an injunction because the plaintiff does not say that he intends to break the law by carrying in, in what the state would call a protective uh, or a, a, a protective uh, place. So it was just a, a long way of getting around to a bunch of nonsense. Glenn Sutterby, I, I, I don't understand what he was thinking. He's a federal uh, court judge. I, I don't understand his reasoning. He comes out in his decision and said, it's unconstitutional, but I'm not going to issue a stay or an injunction. All right. That's, so, that's just insanity. All right. So let me, let me first do what we need to do here and call the BS flag. Absolutely. Uh, Here's here's my take, and and this shows corruption. This shows narrative. This shows the usurpation of the Constitution itself. If you have a judge that gives this roundabout way of explaining a stupid decision like this, to me, terrible. screams corruption. Someone has some bad pictures on this judge, or God only knows what he did, and he comes up with this dumb thing to delay the inevitable, which we all know needs to be overturned. You mentioned how many different amendments that this thing violates. It's unbelievable. Like five. It's really terrible. So, it's really terrible. And, and, and if anyone's listening, you can tell them a little pissed off about this because this is, this is the demonstration of New York's Assembly, Senate, and, and Executive Branch giving the double-barrel middle finger to the Constitution plus the judge that's condoning this because he doesn't have the cojones to say this is wrong over in put an injunction out there done. I'm, I'm done with my rant. I can't believe it. Yeah. It's really bad news. <laughs> it's really bad news. Unbelievable. It, it's, it's, it's the definition of chutzpah. You know, it's, it's oh, really, yeah. really bad. I, know, hope Glenn, I hope this Glenn, baby, <laughs> Glenn, I, I heard you were a good guy. I know people that know you. I heard that you were on the side of right, and and but you you are not, sir, and you need to uh, resign. Consider your life choices. Resign. Resign. Absolutely. Get out. Resign. He's not making the decision. I think that's what we're seeing right now. Let's let's just yep. over overall real quick. We're going to move on. Overall, what we're seeing is people are not sticking to the principles. They're not sticking to their guns. They're not standing up for what they need to stand up for. Period. End of story. Correct. Two more quick hits, and then we're going to move on to the meat and potatoes ah, yes. of the program. So. You know, we've been talking about uh, pronouns and misgendering for a long time. So we're going to put a link in the show notes from the Gateway Pundit. Kansas Public School pays $95,000 to teachers suspended for misgendering a student. Thank you. Yay. Pronouns Thank are you. garbage. You're male it's- or female. X, Y, X, X. You know it. I know it. We all know it. Damn Move it. on. Yeah. Moving on. And in, on a brighter note, there have been four and a half million illegals that have crossed the border in the last 18 months. Oh, God. You know how much resources it's going to take to round them all up and send them home? Oh, God. It's really bad. They don't belong really here. They don't belong here. Come legally, not illegally. Sign the book. That's right. Uh, Sign the book. Be accountable. Come here. Want to be a citizen. You know, great. You're welcome, but just do it the right way. Yep. So anyhow, we're going to move on to the block A of the program. Uh, you know, look, all of this stuff, you know, we're, we're talking a little bit about you know, the raid at Mar-a-Lago, and this is more of a discussion than anything else. And Bravo and I seem to differ a little bit on this one. Um, 
but that's okay. You mm-hmm. know, so we're going to talk about it a little bit. Is the DOJ going to indict Trump? I say no. I say yes. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> let's talk about why. Um, so politically speaking, if you're saying that President Trump is going to get indicted, I'm going to say, well, hold hold your horses, everyone. Uh, there was a stage just placed uh, where President Trump filed the violation of his Fourth Amendment rights to get a special master to look over the all the documents that were taken by the government. And uh, basically all the, all the, uh, all the pieces of evidence that were taken from Mar-a-Lago that evening or that day in 10 hours are non grata. They can't touch it right now until they get this sorted out. Now, of course the federal government's going to appeal. And I think that's where alpha, you may think that they're going to get their you know, ability to indict once the appeal happens and then they can look at it and they're quickly going to throw something out there. But I was listening to Cash Patel and he said that they're not going to indict him. Understood. Uh, I get that there's a special master that's been assigned by the judge on Friday, which is, or or was it Monday? No, it was yesterday. Yesterday on Labor Day. That's what I was like. On Labor Day, it was a very big surprise. Okay, great. Okay. That's great. But unfortunately, I'm afraid to say that the grand jury has already been convened and they've, this was a grand jury subpoena, you know, okay. so, so grand juries are the ones that come down with indictments. So uh, it, it seems to me that if you get a friendly enough grand jury, you know, a prosecutor goes in there, they can get an indictment. I now, mean, you can indict a ham sandwich. So just, just the, the reason why I'm still going to friendly disagree, have a disagreement with you, my friend, you can't bring documents that have been enjoined by a special master to the grand jury to present them for an indictment. Until I under, I, until I the that. until until the window is opened, and if if the special master you know they they appeal and then there's an injunction on the spe, the federal master, but that that's that's like three different bridges too far in my opinion because I, I you agree. have you have a complete uh, corrupt violation of President Trump's Fourth Amendment rights. He even mentioned it during his speech this past weekend, which sure. was phenomenal, which comparing it to Brandon's speech, ugh. But he had 10,000 screaming fans, and he says they even went into uh, to um, uh, his son's room and ransacked his son's room, too, and there was not in the scope of the of the, of the search warrant. So, yeah. so uh, I, I, I get I'm, it. I, I'm... I'm again, I, I'm saying no way, no how they're going to be an indictment. I don't care if the D.C. Uh, grand jury has been convened. They can't present any of this information. Yep. Um, f- uh, threat of being disbarred. <laughs> well, I, I think that they, okay, let me change my position. That I think, okay. I think that they fully intend on indicting him. Okay. Intentions are different than actuals. I think they fully intend on indicting him. I think that was the, the goal from the outset here mm-hmm. is to dirty him up and get him uh, in a criminal trial. Mm. Uh, and, and I don't see them stopping and I think they're going to do everything they can do to indict him. I think that they are going to, uh, you know, no, I'm not changing my position. Mm. I think they will find a way to indict him. Okay. Uh, I, here's what's going to happen. If an indictment does come down, then the Supreme court is going to be thrown into this very quickly. And uh, there's there, the justices, there's, there's not an, there's enough justices on the Supreme court that would listen. That would want to listen to this and put their stamp on this because it's a complete violation of the well, constitution. It's also a red herring, mm-hmm. right? 
because you've got one president that vacates another president's or former president's executive privilege. Mm -hmm. That's a real dangerous precedent. And and I'm not so sure that even your most liberal Supreme Court judge is going to want to open that can of worms, right? Oh, let's go look at Obama. Come on. Well, go ahead. Look at Obama. Exactly. <laughs> go ahead. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, you know, say you get uh say Trump doesn't run in the next cycle in twenty four for whatever reason, okay? Mm-hmm. And and you get Ron DeSantis mm-hmm. or a Ron DeSantis like character. And they go back and they say, Well, you know, I'm just gonna waive Obama's executive privilege now because, you know, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And let's execute a search warrant on his place and see what we come up with. Right. Well, this is so, Russia, Russia, Russia all over again. Of course it is. I mean, you have the same players that were in the Obama administration and the early Trump administration, well, the first one. <laughs> um, but when you have Stroke and Page and all these other names, remember the names, are, are in positions where they're still causing havoc, and Biden brings them all in and places them all there again. Yeah, Podesta just appointed back to oh, yeah. uh, some nonsense position oh, that yeah. he's going to influence all kinds of money going. Places. Oh yeah, yeah, he's going to oversee the uh, the uh, uh, funds for you know alternative energy. Yeah, that's like letting the rooster in the hen house, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Well, well anyhow, you know, well look, you know yeah. this this whole thing, this yeah. whole thing. It turns out to be a very convenient distraction from everything that's going on because squirrel everybody every, <laughs> squirrel exactly because we've had two two quarters of negative GOP numbers in a row right mm-hmm. recession well right by a traditional definition and a accepted definition we're in a recession you got to remember the fourth fiscal quarter ends for the government in the end of October October twenty third. I believe it's October 23rd. So you have to understand that you've got the close of the, the fiscal year coming up. Mm-hmm. And if we get another negative GOP number, I mean, what do we, no one's talking about it anymore because everyone, it's wall to wall coverage of, oh, classified this, that, and the other thing. It's like, okay, okay, got it. <laughs> I got it. Oh my God. You can't look, don't look over here. Don't look don't there. Don't look over here. Yeah. Exactly. It is a distraction because let's, let's yes. face it. The debacle of this speech, and coming back to this this disgusting uh, speech that Biden gives and this hate-filled nonsense that he throws out there about people that have different beliefs. I mean, this goes against my values as, hey, you have different beliefs? Great. I'll respect them, but don't come after me because I'm the bad guy because you don't believe in me, what I think. Go screw yourself. That's the, that's the next reaction, and you're going to have a huge uh, – battle on your hands i'm not saying the uh the the word that i know alpha thinks we're in right i think we're in a different type of civil war i think there's different levels of war there's economic (laughs) there's propaganda there's there's uh rhetoric and then there's uh, actual you know violence yeah i think we've had violence so we're 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 bordering very close to we're 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 riding that very thin line right now but that's something that is very important to say look if you if you if you see that the, we're we're noticing a cornered animal. We have a desperate man well, in the White House whose popularity sucks, and well, one second, and right now, if you have two sides and, and you see a demonstration, you stay out of it. I mean, they're not MAGA. They're, well, they're, well, right. Hold yeah. hold on a second. Yeah. This is this is a perfect segue. Yeah. Bravo into into the next segment. I sure. mean, look, we've talked about the Miralago thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's really bad news. Uh, no matter how you slice it, mm. you and I differ slightly in how that might go. Okay, great. Mm. But it all goes to the temperature being too high. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like a, a kettle or, oh. or a steam engine that's 
that's heated beyond its capacity. It's going to blow up like in Back to the Future. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> we're, we're you know the next block B in the program. You know, yeah. we we titled it "Turn Down the Temperature," right? Right. You know, look, you know, we don't do violence. Nope. Mm-mm. Violence is a very very bad thing. Violence is a thing that. No matter what kind of violence it is, once you commit an act of violence or you start heading down that road, you can never turn back. Mm-hmm. You can never turn back. You can't undo violence. It can't be undone. Right. Um, and and you don't want to you don't want to go down that road. Nobody wants to go down that road. But you've got a president of the United States right now that's got the rhetoric turned up so high. Mm-hmm. It's like a dog whistle to everybody. I mean, and you've got media outlets. We're going to put a link in the show notes from Summit News. They, the headline is MSNBC declares all Republicans are evil and a threat to democracy, Ugh. and uh, we're in a civil war kind of uh, mm-hmm. rhetoric, right? So we we want to we want to raise that because that's that's what the other side is talking about. Yeah. Okay, they're talking civil war. Mm-hmm. They want a reason. We we talked about this last show, the last yeah. time we got together. We well, it's we, becoming more and more clear every day. Yes. Yes. Systemic destruction of our constitution. And the country that we know and love. I, I don't understand how we've gotten so far so fast. Well, I, let's I, ask I, the question I, why, and then we'll answer it, right? What do we think, what, you know, what does it mean to take, uh, you know, for uh, the media to take uh, the, the position that they're taking? Why would they do something like this? Money. Okay. What else? Power. Power. Influence. Mm-hmm beholden to maybe a foreign power okay oh yeah well that makes sense china biden biden if anyone out there doesn't think that china owns biden i've got a bridge to sell you in brooklyn it's just uh, are you up. sure that the chinese don't own that already oh good point i don't have the right to sell it now because china owns no. it. yeah that's right you know you got sorry look anyway you know, <laughs> exactly so we, we warned everybody about this a long time ago hmm you know that the trajectory is is not good. The temperature is too high. Mm-hmm. You got a president that goes up in front of the country and has the red wedding speech. Mm-hmm. He declares seventy four or eighty million people, or probably more now, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, a danger to our democracy and terrorists and all this other crazy business, and people are eating that crap up with a spoon. Only a small number, though. Yeah. Well, but they have still. big mouths. They have loud mouths. And they've got a bully pulpit. That's correct. And it's it's really dangerous. You know, they're, they're trying to destroy the country. You know, what is this going to be? Some kind of a. I love I love how we're people that believe in the Constitution, the rule of law. We're fascists. I don't love it, uh, but I, I understand the the sarcasm. <laughs> well, right, it's just sarcasm. I, I love that they call me a fascist. Mm. When you looked at that speech the other night. And you look at what he did on the campaign stop here in the past couple of days, mm. Biden. He's he's repeating the same message. It's like, and then he and then he denies that he did it to like Peter Ducey. Like, oh, I didn't call, you know, Republicans terrorists. Come on, we got to turn down the temperature. And then he goes out and he does the same thing the next day. Right. So, is this accidental or on purpose? I, it's on purpose. Of course it is. They want so here's here's what here's my my take on this is Alpha. All right, go ahead. You have this, you have this slowly turning, you know, you have a frog in a pot of water, you turn up the water a little bit, it's a little warm, oh, it feels nice, turns up a little bit, oh, this is kind of hot, and then you're dead, okay? If, if we follow that same 
thought and we apply it to what's going on right now with with Biden turning up the the t- talking to a small number of people that have the biggest voices, right? Small number, 20%, give or take, that's about his his base. You're talking about the Antifa and the yeah. and the this patriot group that have uh BDUs that all, you know, they're they're 511 khakis, <laughs> right? Yeah. The, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they all have black boots and they all look like they're out of the FBI in my opinion. They're a little a little too well dressed. Too well dressed. And they're all carrying flags and have masks and helmets and all this other stuff. Let me tell you something. You see that and you run the other direction. Don't get involved. Don't confront them. Don't go near them. Antifa, the same thing. Let, you know, because they're looking for a reason to come after the Patriots, just like they did back in January 6th. And they're going to. It's a setup. It's, it's a it's huge a setup. setup. It's a trap. Like Admiral Ackbar said trap. in Return it's of the totally Jedi. It's totally a trap. Yes. It's a trap. Well, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Just remember, you know, look, if you do violence of any kind, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're automatically wrong. Right. I mean, whether you're whether you're morally right or, or you're not, it doesn't matter. You're wrong. You're you're instantly wrong. Mm-hmm. And they're going to use whatever that anybody does, especially if you're a conservative, uh, as as a a cudgel to beat everyone over the head with, you know, Democrat Republicans are bad. We have some kind of self-loathing complex where we're afraid to. You know, it's like the beaten spouse syndrome. You know, mm-hmm. we flinch every time somebody raises the, you know, Republicans pounce kind of mm-hmm. theory, right? Mm-hmm. We flinch because, you know, we're so bad. You know, we've been convinced and conditioned, mm-hmm. and it's just wrong. But stay away from it. So let me let me tell everybody about a little situation. I, I like to go for walks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a, a little town uh, just north of us by about 15, 16 miles uh, in Maryland here. Uh, it's an old civil war revolutionary war founded town uh it's called frederick maryland Mm -hmm. uh frederick is kind of like the austin texas of maryland it's kind of this liberal enclave in a conservative area but it's conservative but it's artsy and it's really different Mm -hmm. up there it's very 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 cool place Mm -hmm. it it is it's just it's neutral territory where everybody can kind of you know do their thing uh, very historic buildings there built in the 1800s, mm-hmm. like literally the 1800s, like 1805, before mm-hmm. the War of 1812 kind of thing. Historic place, uh, Carroll Creek runs through. It's just, it's restaurants and bars and shops mm-hmm. and small businesses. It's very, very neat place to be. Mm-hmm. Great place to walk through with the family for the afternoon, okay? Mm-hmm. So along Carroll Creek, they have... A number of tents set up on any given weekend where people are, you know, they're handing out literature, they're, you know, they're marketing for their business. They do all sorts of political stuff there. They, they, they've done all sorts of things there. Mm-hmm. I'm walking through and there's this tent uh, that's set up there and it, it was a voter registration drive. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool. Okay, cool. Let's see what they're all about. And I walk up and, and they've got this big poster about the Von Trapp family fleeing to Switzerland because of, you know, because of fashion, because of uh, Nazi German. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was on, you have to vote and you have to choose. I'm like, okay, that's kind of a, you know, great message, even though the Von Trapps were fictional based mm-hmm. on, you know, whatever. And I was sitting there talking to the guy and I was like, uh, I was talking to the guy um, that was in there and he's uh, sitting there talking to me. And I, I just decided I would try to, 
kind of feel it out because mm-hmm. I, I didn't understand because the first words out of the gal's mouth, she's like, normally people would ask, do you plan on voting in the next election? Mm-hmm. She asked me something different. Mm. She asked me, what's your plan to vote in the next election? Mm. That's a little uh, coercive, isn't it? That's a little bit of a different question, isn't it? That's a very, um, uh, to the, to the, person that may be in line with the, the way they're thinking uh, or they're, they're trying to feel which way you're going, but that that's a, that's illegal from what I, from what I understand. That's, that's uh racketeering almost. No well, way. it's, it's probably inappropriate at the yeah. very least. Okay. So I looked at her and I said, well, I plan on voting once. She's like, well, <laughs> she says, well, though, that's not what I mean. Oh, that's good to hear. Great. I'm like, well, well, I'm like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. She's like, well, you need to make sure to vote for the right candidates in November because our freedoms are at stake. Ah. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, fair. Got it. She's like, these are all the resources where you can learn about the candidates. It's all Democrat stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. That's fine. And I'm like, okay, well, I think I have that under control. I'm pretty sure I understand who I'm going to vote for. And I was looking at that that uh, Von Trapp thing, and there's a gentleman sitting there, and he's um, he's sitting back, and he's he's trying to engage me in conversation, mm-hmm. making small talk about you know Maryland, you know football or something like that. And he goes to fist bump me, and I'm like, no, nah, dude, I, I don't do that. <laughs> and he kind of backed him up a little bit. He's like, well, I looked at that thing. I says, wow, you know that that Von Trapp story that you got there. That's that's really interesting. Really reminds me of that speech the other night from uh, from Biden. Oh. <laughs> And he's like, wasn't it great? I'm like, excuse me? Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. I know where this is going. Oh, boy. <laughs> I says, uh, what do you mean it was great? What do you mean by that? What what part did you like? He's like, yeah. It's Trump people. They're dangerous. They're fascists. Oh, they to, boy. They need to be dealt with. So I, I take it you didn't have any, like, uh, you know, make America great again or any type nope. of, uh, yeah. Nope. nope. I was just wearing an Under Armour t-shirt and a pair of shorts and flip-flops, man. Gotcha. And a pair of sunglasses. Dude. And uh, Dude. just chilling. Just chilling. You know, and I looked at him and I says, what do you mean by Trump people need to be dealt with? He's like, well, they're all, you know, a danger to democracy and they're, they're dangerous people and they're going to, th- they threaten our country. I looked at him and I says, what are you wearing around your neck? Is that a star of David around your neck? Mm. He's like, well, yeah, what about it? I'm like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's like, excuse me? I'm like, that speech the other night, didn't that remind you a little bit about 1938 Hitler? Have you not learned anything? Yep. You don't other people. You don't put people, you don't scapegoat people. That's right. For your problems. That's right. And he started getting a little aggressive with me. I'm like, well, bro, you don't want to go down that road. Mm-mm. No, you don't want to do that. And I sat there and I just told him, I said, you're, you're effed up. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. You're on the wrong side of this issue. That's right. And the president made a big mistake, big, big mistake mm. by scapegoating a large percentage of the population and blaming us for being a threat to democracy. I said, you've learned nothing and you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm. And, and then you gave him a, away. then you gave him a card saying, listen to the signal 50 podcast and learn something. No, I did not. I don't want him listening to the podcast. There's no convincing these people. Okay, so the moral of that little story is this. Mm. These people aren't going to sit still. They're not sleeping. They're out there. 
They're talking to people every day. Mm-hmm. They're dangerous people, and they don't want to stop. And I don't mean to label them as dangerous people, but these people truly are not thinking about what they're saying to people. They're mm. not understanding history. Right. I believe that they are on the wrong side of this issue. Mm. And it really pissed me off that this guy's got a Star of David around his neck right. and he's scapegoating half the population of a country. That's right, because when I was going through Hebrew school when I was growing up, that's right. And we learned about the Holocaust. I was um I was about uh, twelve years old, just that's before right. my bar mitzvah. That's and right. I was I was taken back and went home and talked about it with my dad. How could God do something like this? You know, I, I went through all those stages of, of right. grief and come to find out it was it was the purposeful message of the government. And we are that's right. we are watching that same thing happen. The story that you're telling me brings back every single every bit of memory of learning about the Holocaust and not and not allowing it to happen again. Never again is something that we were taught when we were young. We said it again after 9-11, and what's happening? Everyone's forgetting about never again. That's right, and that's what really set me off about this guy. Mm. You have the audacity to wear a Star of David around your neck, Mm. and then you have the further audacity to tell everybody how much you loved a speech like that. Really scary stuff. It is. It is. So I'm glad I'm yeah. glad you talked to him and uh, oh, made him well. think twice about who he's talking to next. I guess or maybe not. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I probably uh, I'm not terribly proud of the way that I addressed him. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I really thought it was appropriate given the circumstances that we're living under right now and and how how serious I think this really is and how the temperature really needs to be turned down. Right, you're not helping. You know, it's like I, I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, this guy is not helping. He's right. making it worse. Right. So I don't know. We got to move on a little bit with sure. the program. Enough enough gas out of me. <laughs> so let's move on to Block C. Another subject that we talked about uh, early on in the pandemic that we were canceled for. That's right. We were uh, talking about this on back when we were using YouTube and stuff. We got, we got uh, shadow banned. We got canceled. We got a whole bunch of other things. And, you know, I... Uh, had uh, discussions with colleagues that didn't agree with me and thought I was nuts. But let me let me tell you what we're talking about, and that's ivermectin is now okay to give to patients according to this new research study that reviewed over four hundred thousand administrations. And uh, the we're going to have a, a link to this in the show notes. If you can't find the article, email me at sig fifty podcast at protonmail.com, sig50podcast at protonmail.com. I will send you the article. Just have to email us, and I will show you what this article says. So basically what it does talk about is how ivermectin was used, studied amongst a population that had uh, from numerous countries, Indonesia, India, China, uh, uh, not China, um, um, Japan, some other countries, all used ivermectin as, as almost like a prophylactic, right, Alpha? They, they were trying to treat something else, some kind of parasite. But yeah. what they found was that the, the amounts of COVID that occurred in their population was near zero. And people that did get sick was very minor indeed, and they, it didn't develop into that lower lung COVID, uh, you know, rea- where the reaction that occurs is, you know, the systemic inflammation and everything else. I think it's important to add something. In countries like that, in, in India, Indonesia, 
Thailand, Vietnam, those countries are subtropical type climates. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very common. It, ivermectin is a very common uh, drug to be uh, prescribed, number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like handed out like candy. I think it's over the counter. Yep. Uh, number one. Number two, hydroxychloroquine is handed out because they have malaria carrying mosquitoes in all of those countries. Right. And hydroxychloroquine, too. That's right. Yeah. So hydroxychloroquine is also used in in concert, generally speaking, as a as a very common drug in in circulation in India, in South Asia, etc. Right. So now we're starting to see a very and this article just came out uh, about a couple of weeks ago, and it's peer reviewed. And anyone that says it's not, you know, it's not, it, it is important because they they did a, a review of of um, of patient charts and they, that's where they got the numbers from. It's, it's legit. I, I looked it over. It looks good. It, the way it was performed, but now you have, it depends on which, which government agency you talk to here in America, how the, the story about ivermectin is starting to change. Now on the press, let's, let's talk about this from the press point of view. A couple of people are coming out saying ivermectin is safe and they, you know, they're using it. Now I couldn't find it anywhere on the CDC website, nor could I find it on, um, uh, the FDA. The FDA is still saying it's not recommended, and we'll talk about that here, here in a second, uh, that ivermectin is not recommended for use with COVID. But when you look at the sources that I've been following, like Dr. Zelenko, God rest his soul, uh, he used ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine along with vitamin D and zinc, and people were kept out of the hospital. He had a study of his own 6,000-plus patients that he treated and saved their lives for. Right. Um, it's important. It's important to note that this uh, this study, the latest study that was published in Cure Us, mm-hmm. said uh, ivermectin use reduced the risk of dying from COVID by ninety two percent. That's correct, ninety two percent. Now, you look over at the NIH. Now, the NIH is starting to throw things in there about the efficacy of or the usefulness of ivermectin and how it's helping. And and what I'm noticing now. You have the FDA saying no. The CDC is kind of playing with, they have a little spot on their site where it talks about ivermectin. It's used primarily for, um, you know, uh, uh, pubic lice and, and, and scabies and things like that. All in all, they have another section of COVID-19, and they're starting to, to change their tune. They're starting to change their narrative. Yes. Now, yeah. And we were talking about this before the show, right, Alpha? Why is the FDA still carte blanche against it? Um, it's it's cheap and it's not invented here. That's correct. It's cheap and not invented here, and it goes against what their current protocols are. Is the the shot? I'm not calling it a vaccine. It is a the drug. It's an mRNA. It's some kind. It's some kind of a treatment that has proven to be not terribly effective. That's right. Now, in the FDA, let's look. And I'm looking at things data points again. I look at the overall picture. Why is this happening? I I kind of look at what's been going on. Let's talk about the FDA very. Briefly, the FDA initially uh, uh, came out with uh, so-called recommendations for different uh, vaccines for all age groups, and they discarded other information that was brought to them, plus uh, having to be court-ordered to release the data that you and I examined very thoroughly, right, Alpha? And yes. they did not, they did not, uh, they don't recommend ivermectin hydroxychloroquine because it goes against their cash cow for the pharmaceutical companies, the the medic, uh, the, the shots. Just, just remember, there were twelve hundred and twenty-eight deaths in the BNT one six two B two. 
That's right. Pfizer batch. That's right. Uh, and we don't know the end number of people that were delivered that. Um, but what are the death rates of the people that were uh, in the study, the Kiros study? What's the death rate there from ivermectin? Zero. What's the hospitalization rate? Zero. That's right. And you never see absolute zero, except now we're seeing absolute zero. 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 That's what really grabbed my attention. So now we have one of the government agencies here, the FDA, who has, if you had to do a ethical disclosure or you had to say, what are you? Uh, what are your biases? Uh, if they don't rec- they don't recognize the fact that they are in the pockets of pharmaceutical companies, then I don't know what to tell everyone out there because they are totally in it. Now I, I will give you my own personal bias. I believe that ivermectin does work. I um, I use it as much as I can in my small f- uh, sphere of influence, um, without going against other things that I have other influences on, but I can tell you I have personally seen it work and it saves people from getting very sick to the point where they need to go to the hospital or be intubated, which is a bad, bad idea. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So let me read a little excerpt from the the article that, that references the study. According to study, those who took ivermectin regularly had a 92% reduction in their COVID death risk compared to non-users and 84% less than irregular users. Mm. The article further goes on to say the hospitalization rate was reduced by 100% in regular users compared to both irregular users and non-users, the study stated. Mm. Okay, so here we go. Here's the last paragraph that's very important. The impressive reduction for regular ivermectin users was evident despite the regular users being at a higher risk for COVID deaths. That's important. Say that again. again. The impressive reduction for regular ivermectin users was evident despite the regular users being at a higher risk for COVID death. Mm. The regular users were older. Mm-hmm. and had a higher prevalence of type 2 diabetes and hypertension than irregular and non-users. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's right. Irregular users of ivermectin had a 37% lower mortality rate reduction than non-users. Wow. Wow. Well, well hello there. Hello um, there. Yes. So, <clears throat> I don't know about you. I, I I believe that I have some absolute proof that it works. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, I'm in the same camp as you are, my friend. Now here's here's the other thing too. When President Trump mentioned hydroxychloroquine early on in the in the in the entire fiasco of the of this pandemic, what happened? The press came down hard on him. Everyone talked bad about him. Um, they they had all kinds of issues with getting this out. Uh, Peter Navarro had. Um, Definite had issues where he was trying to get this out for people to use and to be safe with. All these things were happening. And the, the, the government themselves were the ones that kiboshed the whole process, right, Alpha? Well, they censored everybody that was talking about it as an alternative to a vaccine. That's right. That was untested, unproven, and untried. Right. Right. They, they were using it. Uh, they, they, they canceled people. They they. They blasted you off the internet. They took you off of YouTube. They did everything they could to silence you. They took you. They took your job away. They have. Uh, That's right. Simone Gold is in jail right now because she spoke out. Right. 
So well, meanwhile, meanwhile, we have 100% proof that as a prophylactic, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine will prevent, you know, COVID even under close and direct contact situations. That's right. In numerous cases. So, so what what can we say about this, my friend? We were right, and uh, and uh, the whole idea of running out to get this vaccine was a big mistake. Yes, it was. And you know what's very interesting is this has become a pandemic of the vaccinated and there's some more information out there that maybe this mrna has been jumping from person to Mm -hmm. person because the mrna vaccine has been knocking down people's immune systems to allow these run-of-the-mill colds and flus to cause more damage it's an acquired immune deficiency syndrome that's what it is totally possible and there was some uh some mention of the mrna actually being transmissible between person to person so we'll have to keep an eye on that there's some information out there on that yep. this is uh something that we need to keep an eye on and keep talking about but anyhow uh that's all we got for you today thanks for bearing with us with a lot of material long show today uh i know bravo's got to uh he's got a boogie uh, i hey. got a boogie i got some stuff going on uh, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to visit us uh, on our social media websites and reach out to us on any of the ways that uh, we're going to list in the show notes. We'll list all the articles in the show notes for you, too. Uh, from all of us at the Signal 50 Podcast, have a great week. Get back to work. Hey, don't forget about our EMS uh, friends and firefighters, right. police. Thank them for all the hard work that they do, especially the military. You guys and gals have it the hardest right now. And, of course, we need to mention... If you have a chance to go over and donate to bannersforfreedom.com, bannersforfreedom.com, it's in the show notes below. Please go out and give them a donation. They get the word out. They've been talking about how bad the vaccines are and how good uh, treatments are and vitamin D and all this other kind of stuff. So support them. They're all not-for-profit, and they're doing the best they can to get the word out. And that's what we all need to do, get the word out. And remember to vote. Vote once. Vote once. Exactly. Your plan to vote is vote once. That's right. All right, everybody, thanks a lot. Hey, make it a great week. It's a short week, and the weekend will be here soon, and maybe the weather will start cooling off and we can enjoy some fall. That's Again, right, thanks sir. a lot, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Take care.